everyone, and welcome to another episode of Broadcast His Love. I have my friend on, Mignon Francois, and she is amazing. <laughs> she is laughing right now. She is full of joy. Joy is her word. Hey, Mignon. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I am so happy to have you on here. Well, and two, to put some context to it, how we know each other is because you were at the Business Boutique Conference with Christy Wright in Nashville mm-hmm. back in October, and you're amazing. So first of all, you caught my attention because all of your bright colors that you wear. Then, <laughs> yes, it was amazing. And then you say, I have a cupcake shop in Nashville, Tennessee, in New Orleans, and I'm like, this lady's amazing. And then you say, and I am here because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, and yeah. you were talking about God's word and you gave it all back to God. And so I always told myself, if I ever had a podcast that you had to be on and share oh. with us. Yes, because I mean, there are successful people out there in the world, but hardly ever do I ever hear someone who says, yes. I am successful because of Jesus and proclaims it to thousands of people like you did. So uh, let me get out of the way and let that just bring me so much joy. So many people walk up to me and say that, say, thank you for um, permission to bring Jesus with me. Um, You know, I look for clues to let me know that Jesus is welcome. Yes. And, um, you know, if, if if he's not welcome, then I'm not, I'm not coming. That's so good. That's so good. I love it. And you sell cupcakes, which just is a whole joy aspect in and of itself. And I do need to ask you, how are you doing? How are your businesses doing? How's everything going? I am surprisingly at peace that, you know, God knows everything. Yes. And none of this has taken him by surprise and that you know all these things that he already was orchestrating so right before you and I got together um today I just got off of a call with my accountant and he was like okay you already know what March is gonna be because we got hit by a tornado and then you know we got hit by a storm (laughs) and um and so you know God, we had had such a record January and February that this low March has kind of just been consumed by those. And we're just kind of pacing at, you know, where we're supposed to be. So I did have to close my New Orleans store um, temporarily. Okay. um, Just because the, the, the climate in New Orleans is just much different than it is in Nashville as far as the way that COVID is. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's been great for my team who needed the rest anyway. Yes. It yes. was a rest they couldn't have gotten because it's just three of them. That's so, so wise of you to say that as their employer, you know, that's really wise. Yeah. And so they were grateful. I mean, they we've been at it there for three years and they've never had a vacation. Wow. So I, I just really feel like God builds in for you. And that's what I really think this whole thing is about. You know, the whole, as you look through the Bible yes. and you look at any time where God wanted to reset or renew or um, restore. Amen. He used 40 days. Yes. 
40 days to do it. And this whole, and the word quarantine means isolation for 40 days. Oh my goodness. And I'm just, I'm just encouraged that God is doing a new thing in the earth, Mm. that he is calling us to, calling us to isolation with him so that he can drop manna, Ricky. Like this is manna. Mm -hmm. This is a dropping season where God is feeding us from heaven, some stuff that he wants us to know. We can get it or we can miss it. We can gather or we can leave it out to rot. It is our choice to decide. It's and our challenge. I, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's well, you're so encouraging. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. That's so good. It is our challenge. I'm changing it. To, it's our challenge. Yes. To us, the world. This is amazing. Yes. What are we going to do? Like that song, skydiving, rocky mountain climbing. 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. What are you going to do with it? What are we going to do? Know? Yes. Man, that was so good. Thank you for that. That's going to be my new explanation. We're challenged by, because because God says, you don't have to choose me. He gives us choice. Yes. Flying this in my devotion time this morning. Yes. Where God said, Let me go to it really quick. He said, <laughs> the most vulnerable thing I did was to give you choice. Let's see. I underlined it. I risked all by granting you freedom to think for yourself. This is God-like privilege. Um, Forever setting you apart from animals and robots. I made you in my image, precariously close to deity. That's good. And I was just like, Wow, it's a godlike privilege to be able to choose. Yes, to go to the left or go to the right, or to receive from the Lord, or to give Him glory, or to call it your own, or say, I did it all by myself. It's a godlike privilege to choose, making you like a heavenly being. Yes, and Jesus, this is so good. Well, and last night, so. Um, for those of you who are listening and you're just meeting Mignon for the first time, she um, has a, a show that she does on Monday nights called Mondays with Mignon, and it's on her Instagram page. So um, I call it Bible studies with Mignon because, you know, <laughs> like you're going to get your Bible out, you're going to read, then the next day you're going to think about it, you're going to be changed, you know, for God's glory. And uh, yeah, you are definitely out there proclaiming God's name and God's word and dying to yourself every day. So I love that. But one of the things that you talked about, and I'd love for you to dive into is talking Mm -hmm. about faith walks. What does that mean? What were you talking? Let's dive into that a little bit. If you don't mind. Yes. That faith without works is dead. Yes. And we have been using for the past couple of weeks, um, so many, um, characteristics that faith and money have that are the same. Yes. And so I looked up the word faith uh, in the dictionary and to look, look to see what part of, of English it was. And so depending on where you find the definition, it's a noun and it's a verb. It's a state of mind that compels you to action. Hmm. That faith calls you to do something that you give life to your faith by moving before you see it do anything Okay. before, before you have any belief or example 
that it will perform for you, you start moving towards it because you believe it. Yes. And that's what gives life to your faith. That's what lets you walk in faith. We're called to walk by faith and not by our sight, meaning that no matter what it looks like, we believe it and our belief cause us to move into action. And so I'll give you this example. Yes. That's I believe that when I get in my car, it's going to start. So right. therefore I open the door, I get inside and I push the button. I would never push the button if I didn't believe the car was going to start. Yes. But it's by faith that I push the button. It's by faith that I move into action. It's by faith that I walk up to the car get inside and give life to the fact that my car will start. But if I didn't act first, if I didn't do the work, then my faith is nothing. Mm. Last night, I gave the example of my mom who always believed in taking her children on a vacation every year. And I have traveled on a one income household you know, and I say that very loosely because my father was a provider, even though my parents weren't together, he was a provider, but still okay. a single woman, you know, who had to, you know, figure it out on her own and, you know, things like that. Okay. He wanted to make sure that we always had a vacation. And on this one particular vacation, I remember my mom saying, we're going to go to the store and buy some things and we're going to eat sandwiches because I don't have enough money for us to get home. And we were traveling between Denver and New Orleans. Okay. And she knew going out of the gate that she didn't have enough money to get home, but she left anyway. Right. She, cause she had to get home. She had to get back to work. Her children had to get back to school. So she left anyway, knowing that it wouldn't be enough, but trusting God that he wouldn't leave her stranded. Yes. And so she used back then when you would pay cash for your gas, they would give you rebates. Okay. And so every time she would pay cash for her gas, they would give her some money back in cash. And she collected that money along the way until she got to the last gas station where she would be having all the money that she had to put up and it wasn't going to be enough to get her home. But this was my last, my last deposit that I'm making on this faith walk home or this faith drive home. Right. She puts it down and we get all the way home. And then she has enough gas to last her for the rest of the week. Wow. And that's the kind of God that I serve. A God of more than enough. A God who says, you don't even think like I think and you don't know my ways because I don't do things the way that you do them. So who are you to know the mind of God that you can even compel yourself to think like I would to work it out for you? So whenever you have a problem, you just present that to me with Thanksgiving first, knowing that as you present it to me, I'm already working it out for you. Knowing that as you present it to me, I'm I'm growing patience and perseverance in you, thanking me in advance for what I'm getting ready to do because you know you can you can't even know the mind of God. Oh, so and that's the kind of God that will show up for us if we give him room to be God to us. Yes. Stop telling him, we gotta stop telling him what we want and just submit our will to him, align ourselves with what he's asking from us so that he can, the the Bible says to will and to do. And so it's like, he, he wants to have your desire, 
he's also going to give you the power to do what pleases him and what pleases him the bible says without faith it's impossible it's impossible to please him it's amazing yes well and john 15 7 if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish it will be done for you that's a two-way yes. street and you talked yes. about this last night in uh, mondays with mignon <laughs> catchy uh but but yeah, I mean, that scripture is talking about if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you know, it's a two way street. Let's do this together. Let's walk through life together. Um, and whatever you, uh, whatever you wish, it will be done for you. Mm -hmm. So you were diving into this in James last night. And if you mm -hmm. don't mind talking about this a little bit more, you were talking mm -hmm. about, um, uh, chapter four, verse three, when it says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that mm -hmm. you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Mm -hmm. And then you went down to where it talks about God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Do mm -hmm. you, do you mind kind of talking about that a little bit? Well, it's like when we, when we think so much of ourselves that we could even complain mm. as if, we could do it better. Wow. You know, like, oh, wow. As, as if, if we had control of it. I heard a pastor say this morning that people who are not willing to forgive are people who think they know how to do it better than God. Oh, that's so good. And I think this is, that's what that is, is having an understanding that you can't do it better than me. So let me have it. And I think it's a daily dying to yourself. My best friend's mom, you know, I have, I have some women in my life that have been mothers in collaboration with my mother. And my mother has always been freely willing to share her children with people who love them. Yes. And I've had these mothers in my life that are very spiritual women. And one of them, um, Rebecca Trotter says, I get up every morning and I give my life to God. Wow. That's good. Every day, every day she's having a baptism of her mind. God, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it with you today, for you today. I submit myself to you. I, I, I surrender myself back to you, God, today, as if yesterday she didn't do it. Right. Every day. And man, that, that just ministered to me so much. I had recently learned that about her, that every single morning she surrenders her life back to Christ. And I think that's what, that, what that's about, that God is asking us to be humble yes. to not be arrogant and God taught you know the Bible the word of God talks against us being arrogant yes you know mm -hmm. and, and and it talks also back to what we were talking about last night faith I don't know why God has given me this word of faith because that's been my topic faith and the reason why God has um told me to deal with faith and money is because everybody's worried about their money right now. Yeah. But I think God is showing us that we have put so much of our faith in money and money is just an earthen vehicle, mm -hmm. but that faith is a kingdom currency. Yeah. 
and that money is going to pass away with earth, but your faith will get you to an eternal community and that faith and money have the same characteristics that faith has a depository. You, you deposit into it. The Bible says, according to your faith, be it unto you, you put money into the bank, what you put in, you can get out. So what faith you deposit is the faith you can receive back. Okay. So that's how they're the same, that faith and money both give you access to power. If you need a lot of money to have a lot of power, but the Bible says with the faith, the size of a mustard seed, you could move a mountain and tell it, get out of your way. Can you imagine how much money it would require to make somebody move a mountain? First of all, (laughs) how much money and power and clout you have to have for them to not think you're crazy to say you want to move the mountain and how many people and activists who would stand against you to make you not be able to move that mountain. Right. The size of something that would fit on the end of your fingernail tip. The Bible says, if you believe it and don't waver could move that mountain out of your way. So you get a much larger return on your investment through faith than money. Oh, preach. Put so much of our faith currency into the value of money and we put faith on the side and we don't even know how to activate it. Oh, and I think that God is asking us to come back to faith and to exercise our faith to know that you can deposit into it to receive from it, that you will get access because of it, that you can get power because of it, that it will perform for you like money deposited into a bank, giving us power to do what pleases him. Right. Well, and two, I remember in the business boutique conference, um, I don't know if you mind getting into this for our Mm -hmm. listeners, um, but it's such a powerful story about how you opened up your cupcake shop. Yes. Uh-huh. And it makes me love your mission <laughs> so much more. Do you mind sharing how you opened up the doors to sure run your business? I, um, I, I struggle always with figuring out how to give, you know, the truncated version so that, you know, we get everything, you know, in one yeah. conversation that we want to have. But well, I was living where well, I was lit. We had moved to Nashville on the pretenses that our lives were going to be different, that okay. we were going to be able to provide for our children something that they had never really had before. And that was stability. We sold tools to get here um, to take on a position when, when we got here and the position that my husband, we call him, took husband you did say that you said your husband at the conference yes (laughs) I love it fell through as soon as as we got here and so was back to you know hustling Mm -hmm. like we had before for jobs and odd jobs and work and things like that without the tools that we that we were used to I was a stay-at-home mom and my ex-husband was a carpenter um, and a contractor and, um, we, he had, we was doing a job in this neighborhood in North Nashville and okay. invited me to lunch because he wanted me to see this house. We, he took me to the ugliest house I'd ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, then I said, this lunch better be better than this house. I took me to lunch and I began to pay attention to the people coming out of their houses and knowing each other and stopping to talk to each other and going back into their houses where they lived and worked. And I started to pay attention to the sidewalks and how they reminded me of home in New Orleans and 
I thought, hmm, take me back to that house. I'm yeah. interested to see it now. And then coming into the house with the floors up to our knees because we're falling through them and oh. raining more on the inside than it was on the outside, this condemned property. We love it. We'll take it. But we didn't have any money. We right. didn't have any credit. We didn't have, we didn't have anything we needed to purchase a house. Um, but yet we believed God. And yes. so we wrote an offer on the house that they laughed at. And then several weeks went by, they came back and asked us about the offer. If we were still interested, mm-hmm. we said yes. And they made us an offer that we couldn't refuse saying, hey, on the offer, I said, we don't want to put down any money because we need all the money to work on the house. We don't want to make any payments for 12 months um, because we're going to need to get the house in, in order. And then we want you to own or finance it. And then we'll refinance it after, I think we said 12 or 24 months. I can't remember which one it was. Okay. And looking back, when we talked to the uh, guy, who, the investor we bought it from, he said, I thought you were an investment shark. Oh, my goodness. He said, the kind of stuff you were asking for, only a real estate investor knows to ask for those things. Listen, I had wow. no idea of what I was asking for. I really? was just asking for what I needed. And I was asking the Lord. And yes. I was following what God had told me to do. So. Yes. When he, when he accepts, several weeks went by, he makes us an offer we can't refuse, or he says, hey, come and flip one of my other houses for me. Y'all do the work. I'm not going to pay you any money. And then when it's over, I will give you the credit for $10,000 towards the down payment on the house. And then I will um, finance the house for you. And we said, sure thing. But as we got into it, he loved the work so much. We worked on it like we were going to live there. Like you hear those stories so many times of people, you know, that, that parable that says two people were given a house to build and one, you know, did shoddy work because he didn't know that in the end it was going to be his. Right. And they both were given the house to end. And that's pretty much the situation we were in. Okay. We were working it as if we were going to live there for ourselves. And he loved our work so much that he ended up paying us money and giving us that the down payment for the house wow. and financing the house for for the first year for us and giving us $40,000 to use towards the renovation of the house. And gave my husband a job. Oh, what a blessing. He became a lead foreman for him doing all the carpentry and all of his flip houses. Sweet. I didn't, I, I'm sure you said that, but I didn't catch that in October. I don't even, I didn't think I had time to even say it all. That's what I said. You know, it's always kind of a funny place to say, okay, which part can I give you? Oh, this is good. Yeah. When you speak what you seek, you will see what you said. Yes. It doesn't matter how you're going to get there. As long as it aligns with the will of God, he will do what it takes to give you your heart's desire. When you see heart, what you speak, you when you speak what you seek, yes. you will see what you said. Oh, that's so good. Because the power of life and death lies in the tongue. So it matters what you say. Mm. And that's a biblical principle that you speak life into what it is that you want. That miracles happen when you begin to move in the directions of what God says about you. And you know, we use our mouth to speak so much against God's creation ourselves. 
Mm, yeah. To call us what God says that we're not mm. instead of what God says that we are. Yes. And so I just wrote what was in my heart. And my husband didn't want, want me so badly to write those things that they were embarrassing to him. And I okay. said, listen, we have nothing to lose. This not not even our house. Why would we make an agreement or tell him something that we, we couldn't do? We're just going to tell him what we can do, which is nothing. Okay. Let me tell you, it was a game changer and it was the beginning of my faith walk. Mm. It was the beginning of knowing that God was speaking to me and that I was hearing him say things. That God wanted to help me even navigate traffic, Ricky. That he wanted mm. me to, that he knew how much I didn't like sitting in traffic. He would say, Mignon, don't you turn left right now. <laughs> Never telling me why not to turn left, but just don't turn left. I'm like, God, why would I turn left? I'm turning left. And I yeah. turn left and bam, I'm <laughs> smack dab in the middle of traffic at one o'clock in the afternoon when there should be no traffic. <laughs> but I learned to listen to that little voice that said, do this or do that to follow my first mind. That's because good. W- whatever the world has, Whatever God has, the world has an opposite counterfeit. It's true. In the kingdom of God, we would say to follow the Holy Spirit. In the world, we say, follow your first mind. It's true. And if we we knew that, we would know that we were listening to God who was trying to help us navigate the system of the world. And so after we got into the house, we were living in the house, we moved into it, Ricky, with two rooms and a half bathroom there was no flooring on the we that were there were plywood floors wow there was no kitchen the half bathroom was a sink the half bathroom was a toilet and a tub oh my goodness and don't you have like several children and I was just about to say and I have six children at this point oh hold on all the moms who are listening to this just went (gasps) yeah (laughs) Six children. You know what our second bathroom was? Our second bathroom was an orange Home Depot bucket with a toilet seat on top of it. Oh my goodness, Mignon. You, like when you say faith walks, you are redefining that in our lives Mm -hmm. because of your Mm -hmm. story. Yeah. And and that's something we talked about last night too. Revelation 12, 11 says that they defeated him by the power of the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony Mm. our testimony is life yes our testimony is the sword that will defeat the enemy our testimony helps other people to have power to have power yes so when things happen to us and when god does things for us and when god shows up for us we are required to tell our testimony so that we will be victorious in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. that we build our army for battle through the word of our testimony. Our words have power. We speak what we seek. We say what God says. Yes. That power of life and death lie in our tongue, and we defeat the enemy by the word of our testimony. And that's why I told God, if you would let me be successful, I will tell anybody who will listen about what they could do if they believe. And God put me to the test. It was sitting here in that house that I was in the back of the house doing the Dave Ramsey baby step plan. 
Yeah. Just trying to put, you know, make a dollar out of 15 cents. Yeah. And um, you, ever, you, you know that, uh, that little ch- childhood nursery rhyme? Um, Old King Cole was sitting on a fence trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. He missed, he missed, he missed like this. And I just think about all the ways I missed. <laughs> putting that, putting that in collaboration with the Lord. Yeah. I was sitting in the back. I had $5 left. I hadn't paid anything in full. I didn't have enough money for groceries. I hadn't even fed the family yet. We're a family of eight at this time okay. because we get one more child um, a few years later, okay. um, about, about two years later, another child walks into our lives. Wow. Um, at 14, I think she was 14. She was getting ready to turn 15 years old when she okay. walked into our lives through a mentorship program at the high school. But okay. That's great. We we're a family of eight at that point. And I, all I have is $5 left. And I heard God say, well, you're from New Orleans. I'm eating red beans and rice. We're going to have red beans and rice and ramen noodles. And maybe, you know, that'll be sprinkled in here and there. Okay. I'm in the dark because we don't have have any electricity. And we're running our house on a generator. This is 2008. The boom of housing is in a crisis. So Mm -hmm. my husband isn't getting as much work as he had been from that contractor. Um, The contractor was beginning to sell off properties and things like that. And so he was coming home gray. He looked like death to me. And I prayed and asked God for something I could do to help him. Because, you know, when you're really close to someone like that, you can tell things about them that they may not even know. Right. And I began to ask God for something that I could do to help him because I felt like he was dying, Mm. that I could see it on his face. And God told me to make cupcakes, but I didn't know how to bake, not even out of a box. Really? And God, the more that I prepared myself to follow what God was saying, the more he began to give me wisdom on how I was going to bake it, what I was going to do. I had two daughters who were great bakers. They were 10 and 16. And I thought I would make this whole business on what they would do after school. Okay. But shortly after getting involved with it, my oldest daughter let me know I'm really not interested in your little bakery idea and I'm going back to New Orleans. So without her, my youngest daughter wasn't interested. So now I got to figure out how to bake and I don't even know how to bake out of box. And last night you saw that I made one of the recipe I made was putting two box cake, two box mixes together to make the cornbread that we made. Yeah. God has made me, God has made me an award-winning baker out of somebody who couldn't even do it before. That's amazing. And the first thing that I did once my daughters were no longer interested was I called my grandmother. In that moment, I recognized as my grandmother fed me her recipe, which was no recipe at all because my, <laughs> I have an old school grandma yes. who didn't have recipes written down Yeah, who from does the that? backwoods country yes. of Louisiana. I love it. That's the way it should be. And yeah, she says, you know, it. grab your hand and squeeze it and do this and pinch it together. Yes. And I began to write down everything that she says when I recognize, wait a minute, this is chemistry 101. This is what I learned in college at Xavier University that I couldn't apply to the human body and ended up having to flunk out of my full ride scholarship to be a doctor. Wow. 
out. All of a sudden, God is revealing it to me on a piece of paper in the back of my house in my kitchen 17 years later. Wow. Which goes to preach to me later that every stupid thing you've ever had to do is preparing to take you from where you are to where it is that you're supposed to be. Yes. I mean, that is a testimony. That it was just necessary. But you thought it was a mistake. You had to believe that you were messing up. You had to think that you were doing the wrong thing. But God says, I will never tell you the whole story. I'm Mm -hmm. only going to show you in part because you have to depend on me. But we have to learn that in our weakness, we can glorify God because God says, the weaker you are, the stronger I am. So get joyful when you're weak because that makes me stronger to show up for you. Wow. And God revealed to me that he had had me go through that because he was taking me here. Had I not had that, I wouldn't know how to formulate my own recipe out of the pieces of ingredients that my grandmother gave me. Mm, That's beautiful. So, so much about my life is a testimony depending on what platform we're talking on that I could open up another piece, including Mm -hmm. the fact that this woman who I refer to as my grandmother is not my biological grandmother. She's the woman (laughs) that travels to New Orleans on assignment that she heard over the radio to go help another woman out who had fallen on hard times with her children. Wow. Goes and gets my father and raises him from the time that he's five years old until he goes off to the military, who then meets my mother where he's stationed, has children who she falls in love with as her own. Oh, that's so beautiful. And becomes my grandmother who teaches me a skill because of my love for her and spending the time, quality time that we spent together in my teenage years. It comes back to serve me and then it comes back to serve my entire lineage. So not only do I have a cupcake collection store in Nashville, I've opened a cupcake collection store in New Orleans to teach my sisters and my legacy how to also bake and in effect fish for the rest of our, the rest of all time. Really? So, okay. I didn't realize because I haven't been to visit your New Orleans store. You guys are like three hours away from where we, we live in Pensacola. So it's not mm-hmm. too far. Um, mm-hmm. go, go saints. We're like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, who dat? Yeah. Who dat? Um, yeah, I'm such a bandwagoner though. I'm so sorry. I mean, when, when we moved here, there was no other team in the area and I mean, mm-hmm. Atlanta, but that's, you know, we're more New Orleans mm-hmm. style in Pensacola. And so yes. yeah, I, I jumped it's on. So I'm, with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I love Drew Brees. Okay. What we're going to Um, but anyway, back to your cupcake, cupcake shop in New Orleans. So you guys do some teaching there. Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? So, okay, so cool. my, my sisters, I taught my sister how to do it. I called her on the phone one day and I said, if I taught you what I know, would you open a cupcake collection to extend our legacy? She began to cry. Wow, cool. She said, I've been asking God for something for me. Hmm. that I could do in the world. And let me tell you, baby, my sister is getting her first vacation in three years because of this pandemic. 
And I'm so grateful to God that she gets to sleep in sometimes because she works her job at the cupcake collection. And then she works another uh, full-time job after she gets off of that job as she's building her legacy. Then she goes, because, you know, building a legacy doesn't always put money in your pocket. Yeah. A long time to get to the promise. Abram, I think it took 14, was it 14 or 25 years before Isaac was ever born when God gave him the promise. Wow. Yeah. Even just saying like years later, it was an instant in a time in a society where we want everything right now. No, it took a while, you know? It took a while. Yeah. And they had, he had to believe. The Bible says in Genesis 15 that Abraham believed God. Mm -hmm. And he counted it to him as righteousness. But what do you do when you believe God and your spouse doesn't? Oh, that's hard. Oh, wow. And and there's so many examples in in the chapters that follow where he continued to believe God. Even once God gave him the promised son, God asked him to sacrifice him. And with no questions asked, he walked in faith to sacrifice his son believing that God could still make him the father of many nations, even if he took the one and only son he had away. Mm. Mm. I just, just, there are so many examples of how we can look to the past to inform our future. If we would acknowledge God in all of our ways that he would direct our steps. Yes. Mignon, my husband Riley and I were just talking about this today because I don't know about you, but every day feels like a new roller coaster ride with this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like some days we're like, oh, we've got this. Today's awesome. God's great. Woohoo. Like, mm-hmm. thank you, Jesus, for this rest. And then other days we're like, I miss people. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sad. Um, mm-hmm. Our economy is falling apart. What is going on? Like all those fears and doubts that are not from God. Let mm-hmm. me be clear fears and doubts like that are not from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, seem to seep in and it's like a day-to-day process of back what you were saying about picking up your cross daily and walking with God choosing Jesus every morning but um Mm -hmm. yeah just to finish sorry when you said that I was like we were just talking about this Mm -hmm. because it's so important that even on the good days and the bad days the roller coaster ride of emotions every day day that you're in you have to choose Jesus and go back to his word because Mm -hmm. we are not like yes we're the first people I mean I haven't lived through another pandemic my grandmother said she hasn't been through another pandemic and we have a lot of questions we've all never been through this before but Mm -hmm. people in the bible have been through worse things than we have been through and um and there's direction and guidance in that and you are just like Yes, I love you because <laughs> of your joy, first of all. Like, your smile is super contagious. And also mm-hmm. because you're like, I'm a successful businesswoman. I love my people. I care for my team, individual members. And I love God's word. And you are choosing Jesus. Like, it's a two-way mm-hmm. street. And I just mm-hmm. love that about you. And I really hope that my friends um, join you on Mondays with oh uh, I'm so happy that you've shared it with them I hope they do too <laughs> yeah Mondays with Mignon it's yes. at 7 30 central time at <laughs> Mignon.Francois <laughs> I love it 
there's your little it. promo. And then, yeah. um, and two, I want to, um, my friends who are listening in Pensacola, like when things open back up and we can go to Louisiana, we can go to Nashville and all the things and travel, let's support Mignon. Let's support her business. Thank She's you. out there loving the Lord. That's what this podcast is all about. Like we pray, um, in Jesus name that we decrease and God increases in our lives and we could have mm-hmm some crazy jobs. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't matter in God's eyes. Like he sees us for who we are. He knows the Mm -hmm. number of hairs on our heads in our mom's womb. Like Mm -hmm. he cares for us. So you, um, with your attitude of gratitude, I just love it. You're the best. You're awesome. One one person told me that joy is Jesus first, others second, and you're last. And when I heard it like that, I wanted to be even more joyful. That, you know, there's this t-shirt, there's this t-shirt company. I can't wait to get one, either a sweatshirt or a shirt. I don't know which one I'm going to get yet, but they say it's, um, it says famous enough. Okay. And their whole thing, and the words are, that's like they've taken the vowels out, but you know that it says famous enough. Their whole theme is that they want to point back to Jesus yes, because they have enough attention. Oh, that's that cool. they need to point people back to worship. I love this whole like apparel line that's about worshiping God. And like you said, us decreasing and more, more of him, less of us. Yes. And that's yes. my prayer every day, less of me and more of you. I don't understand it all. You know, like the reason why God has called me, you know, God gave me the word faith to start on. Like I literally... It was, you know, from my team that said, listen, you're, you do all these interviews and people love you and they want more of you. Like, why not just like go spend time with people every day of the week, um, just, you know, one day of the week and just, you know, be yourself. And yeah. when we chose to do it on a Monday, I wanted to do it on Wednesdays because I wanted to do like a help to get you over the hump. Right. And okay. Then- when people said they wanted to do it at night, I was like, well, everybody goes to church on Wednesday nights if you go to church, True. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was like, well, you know, let's do it at the beginning of the week because our friend Jordan Rayner had taught us the concept that we were in co-collaboration with the Lord, that if we would look at our week as a collaboration, as a creation week instead of a work week, Ooh. that we would realize that we were in collaboration with the Lord and that we would see our work week as less burdensome. Wow. And he wrote this whole book called Called to Create. Okay. And we started like realizing that God is the ultimate entrepreneur. He, he led us by example yes. that he worked six days and then he rested on one. And then he looked back at his work and he said it was good. Yes. And then when he created a woman, he said it was very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> love it that he, upgraded, he upgraded his creation when yes. he created a woman <laughs> he had some practice with the guys and then he's like okay now here let's get to work I'm just kidding but um that's funny well uh I pu- I'll put that on my reading list called to create called yes to create that's good. by Jordan Rayner by Jordan Rayner okay cool mm-hmm. oh, I've gotcha um yes I'm gonna get it I'm actually I'm in the process of I need another book so mm-hmm. perfect Thank you. Yeah, he's got a he's got a new one out too. That's one of his older ones, but that's the one that I'm getting ready to dive into with my team because I read it 
and I want to get into it with my team just so that they yeah. know the responsibility of being creative and that wow. we, we, like I read to you earlier, God yeah. has given us characteristics of the Godhead. Like he's expecting a return on his investment. He is a businessman. Mm-hmm. And he is expecting a return on his best investment. When you think about the parable of the shrewd manager and he gives each one of his employees some talents to work with, um, some money to work with while he goes on a long journey and he comes back and the one that does nothing and just buries the money, say, here's your money back the exact way you gave it to me. He, he is thrown into punishment. Right. Whereas the ones that we gave him a return on his investment were able to enjoy the fruit of their master's labor. Boom. And that's yes. the same thing that God is saying to us. You, yes. You're not allowed to return back to me what I gave you already. I need more. Right. Again, it goes back to whatever God has, the earth has an opposite, you know, alternative. And that's the same thing. When you borrow money from the bank, they're expecting interest. God yeah. wants interest on his investment. The gifts and talents that he has deposited into you, the reason why your talents are called gifts because you didn't have to work for them. Wow. They, they were something that was gifted to you. And God wants a return on his investment out of those things from us. When we stand in the balance and are found wanting, you know, it's like, what, what in the balance, like, what's the balance sheet going to say mm, when yeah. God pulls up our profit and loss statement of our life? Wow. What's it going to say? Yeah. Let's talk about the heart. Let's not talk, you know, I mean, that's, I love how you correlate the two because mm-hmm. there you are finding your faith. You're finding God's direction. You're finding your foundation in Christ. And mm-hmm. And it, and you can talk about money, you know, Mm -hmm. you can talk about money. And I love um, that you had that, you know, uh, Dave Ramsey, that's what we're really big on Dave Ramsey too, but Mm -hmm. at your house where you were like, let's make um, this work. So, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm sorry that I derailed you from how you went from there to having your cupcake business. But Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, um, I know we're closing here and I really appreciate Mm -hmm. your time. Um, I like want to talk to you forever. I love you. (laughs) I've loved our conversation. Oh, it's been so fruitful. And I just pray that it's a blessing because it's not to us, but to God's name be the glory. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, do you mind? I don't want to tell you. Going back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so as I was sitting in the back of the house, I realized I have $5 left to feed the family and right. I've decided, well, it's going to be red beans and rice. A knock comes on my door and my neighbor is standing there asking me, why am I sitting in the dark? And I said, because I'm meditating, duh. <laughs> and she goes, well, I'll let you get back to what you were doing, but those cupcakes that you've been making, I want to give them to all of my clients for Christmas. Oh my And goodness. when you make them, I will pay you. You make a little bit, at a time because I can't you know give them all out if you were able to make them all so just whenever you get ready you start making them and you start bringing them and I'll start paying you and I said okay and shut the door and began to have a conversation with the Lord saying God why would you do this to me why would you give me this opportunity when I don't have any money to go and take her up on it Wow! and I heard God say I feed birds and they don't toil Mm. 
-hmm. How much more am I going to give you who looks like me? And the lilies of the field and all of their splendor are here today and gone tomorrow. How much more will I give you? So I got my shoes on and I walked to the store. It's about six blocks away. My car had been repossessed. And I bought all I could buy with the $5. And like she told me, she paid me that day. $60 I made. I took that $60 and I went back and bought more ingredients. I turned that 60 into 600 by the end of the week. Yes. And I've been flipping that same money for the last 11 years. Praise into, the Lord. Into over 5 million cupcakes sold. Oh. Being voted one of the best bakeries in the country. Yes. We have a ranking as one of the top, we rank number eight in the nation currently. That we are jockeying amazing. for that number one slot. So you're going to get it. Come on. Come New on, Orleans team. It's a vote whenever yes. they ask. Yes. We are voted by Yelp and Business Insider as the best cake in Tennessee. Wow. All from a girl who couldn't bake out of a box, but knew how to obey the Lord. Amen. And to wow. follow faith into, you know, into fruit. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Well, I, and it is crazy. Like you have so many accolades, um, mm-hmm. from being a baker. I mean, yeah. ranked best crazy? cupcake in Nashville, Tennessee by Yelp and business insider. So yeah, while we're, I mean, this story is like the finish line story of where you like run through it. I, you know, I know you guys are still like, you still need your clients. You need your people to support you now more than ever. Um, in this, I mean, the a way that we can do that right now is by leaving reviews on Yelp and Business Insider. Yes. 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 And following you all on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and they're posting just like fun content, you guys. So if you want to be <laughs> encouraged and you need a little bit of like sprinkle in your feed, come on. Like we all need a little bit more joy on social media, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Follow all their accounts. It's great. It, it's so encouraging. <laughs> Thank you. We are Cupcake Tweets on Twitter. Okay. We are Cupcake Collection on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And then I'm Mignon.Francois on Instagram. Yes. Yes. I'm following you on all the places. I love Thank it. Thank you so much for that. Yes. And I love staying connected with you. So um, I've been calling it Monday Bible Studies with Mignon, but it's <laughs> Monday with Mignon. It. And so I'll see you on Monday with my Bible and yeah, we'll dive in. It's going to be great. You're awesome. I can't I wait. I love it. And you'll Man, be, I have loved you and I've loved this you. time with you. Thank you so much for helping me keep my promise to God. Amen. Um, by telling others about what they could do if they believe. And I'm looking forward to hearing from other people who will hear this and who will know that they heard God speak to them specifically, knowing that I always say this, God loves me more than anybody else. And what (laughs) I love about God is that he can love you just like that too. So I'm looking forward to hearing other people who find out today that God loves them more than anybody else because he gives them something and he drops an idea, a God idea. All you need is one God idea. Mark Batterson says it like that. He's the author of The Circle Maker. Okay. And and the the forty day uh, circle maker challenge. Um, he's also a pastor in DC. Okay. Um, all you need is one God idea, and somebody knowing that God has gifted them with an idea today, that God has asked them to do. 
God doesn't have to ask you to do it. He chooses you to do it. He could ask anyone to do it, but he's tasked you with doing it. And what a wonderful opportunity. As I have watched other cupcake places fold, um, come into the business and leave, people ask me, how have I stood through the fad? And I just say, you know, fads, that's what they do. They fade. Right. And, you know, but legacy lives. And we are doing this for the glory and the honor of God. We never did it for ourselves. Amen. We only did it to show others what they could do. It was just the platform that we used to be witnesses for our discipleship. We only use it as a platform to help to open the door. And man, I'm excited and looking forward to all the people that we will hear from that heard us here and talked to us today about what God had showed them and that it could be a light bulb for someone to know that indeed you heard God speak to you. Yes. Yes. Well, and Mignon, I finish off our podcast with a prayer and I always just say um, to wrap it up that, you know, you and I both believe this in our hearts that um, Lord, uh, just use our platform. And I pray in Jesus name that we decrease and you increase in our lives. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 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 I love Mignon and I love her spirit and energy for not only the things that she does, with her gifts and abilities and her talents, like she said, what a great perspective we have learned from Mignon about the gifts and talents that we receive from the Lord. They are a gift. You are gifted. And just some of the scripture that we talked about was James 4, verse 3. And it says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So just think about the things that you're asking God for. Um, and if you're not getting what you want right now, maybe pray about what you are praying for and what your intentions are with that. And God might be wanting to do a heart change in you or something else. I don't know. Um, that's between you and God. But I think we can learn a lot about Mignon from her attitude of gratitude. And like she said, being thankful. and Philippians 4 verse 6, we've shared it before, but be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And also what we talked about is James chapter 4 verse 6, where it says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. So may this time be, whether you're working or you're at home, or you're bored out of your mind, um, or you're looking for a new hobby right now, may this be something that you present to God. Get on your knees, pray about it, pray about what God wants you to do next for his glory. Let's not get that wrong. We can do a lot of things in life, but what are we going to do for his glory? It might take a huge change, or it might be a small change in your life, but like we talked about with Mignon, are you up for his challenge? We love you guys so much. As always, we say that if you leave us a review, a positive review, (laughs) we love those positive reviews and five-star reviews. Just thank you guys so much for being here and being a part of this. It's been an honor. I'm definitely 
super humbled after this experience and after this podcast with Mignon. And I hope that we all together leave here encouraged because you can do anything with this knowledge. You have it. You have it in your brain. You're here. You're on this podcast. But what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do from here on out? I just pray that you run through your day, you walk through your day, you rest through your day, however you need to do your day for God's glory with arms open and in surrender to him. You all are loved and I thank you so much for being here and I hope that you have a great day and check out Mignon on social media. Thanks.